You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Punters, mate. On SEN. It's that time of the week again. It's punters mate time on this Friday afternoon. A big Friday afternoon of guests, which I'll get to in a moment. A massive weekend of racing coming up. We've got some some big Magic Millions races at Doomben, of course, uh, tomorrow. We've got the, the $750,000 King of the Mountain, of course, at Toowoomba tomorrow night. And many uh, local trainers uh, from the Brisbane area are making the trip with jockeys. Uh, for the big one tomorrow night. Plenty of prize money, as I said, on offer there. So a lot to get through on today's show. Now, I've got three special guests today. The first one is going to join me right from the top. And that, of course, is our good mate, Blair Gibson, Gibbo from brizzyraces.com.au. The man, Gibbo, the man who tipped seven winners out of the nine races at Doombin last Saturday. But if that wasn't enough, what happened after that at Townsville, Gibbo? Yeah, no, we got uh, we got five from seven there, Chris, and we missed the winner yes. of the two horse race. <laughs> uh, honestly, what a sport! <laughs> oh dear, and, and it never looked like think... winning. <laughs> oh really? It never looked like winning. Just just took a sit on the other horse and just let it go. Uh, unbelievable. Well, Gibbo, yeah. thanks for joining us this afternoon. I really do appreciate it. Uh, I know you're not, uh, you've, you've come off the bench to help me out and uh, I certainly appreciate that because I can tell you two people on a show is a lot better than just hearing my voice, that's for sure. So yeah, I get we've ya. got uh, another special guest, Jimmy Orman. Uh, Jimmy Orman will join us shortly and, uh, and Tony Gollan's going to join us a little bit later on on the show as well. So leading jockey, leading trainer. Bit of news to cover for the week, Gibbo. I thought we might just run through. One from uh, your neck of the woods, Robbie Frads had to hang up the, uh, the saddle. Yeah, that was uh, a shock to me. I'm, I'm no news hound like you, Chris, and I don't I don't hear that many whispers, to be honest. I'm a bit of a boring lad, but um, that was a shock <laughs> to me, and he's been riding so good. He, um, I love the fact that he's sort of done the Northern Rivers and the Gold Coast on Saturdays. He's really been knocking out some winners, but um, as long as he's all right, I guess, that's the main thing. Yeah, well, he, um, he had some, some issues, uh, obviously some chest or some pain there, and what is the result or the, the wash-up of all of that is he's going to have a triple heart bypass surgery or he's going to have triple heart bypass surgery very shortly. I don't know when that is. But, uh, look, uh, the doctors have told him that many sportsmen have had this particular operation. They've come back and they've done whatever they've done previously and they've done it well. But he doesn't want to take that chance. Uh, he says he thinks it's a message for him, you know, hang up the boots, move on to something else. Uh, he doesn't want to put other other jockeys uh, um well, put their lives in danger if something should happen. So uh, good move by Robbie. Uh, he's been riding, as you say, really well. He's made that move down to the Gold Coast on Saturdays, riding down there and been riding with a lot of success, hasn't he? 
Yeah, he has. He has. He's he's got plenty of winners. A couple of doubles and triples, I think. Might have even got four one yeah. day. Yeah, no, he's been going really well. So hopefully we'll get him on the show for a chat one of these days. Now, uh, just thought I'd quickly touch on uh, Magic Millions. Uh, the two-year-old Classic, of course, and the three-year-old Guineas are only two weeks away tomorrow. Just looking at the top ten uh, for the two-year-olds, Infatuation sits at number one seed. Uh, that was courtesy of that close-up. I think it was third in the golden gift behind Barber. Might have been second, but that's why Infatuation has so much prize money. Uh, the Novelist sits at two. Fire Lane, who won last week, as did the Novelist, sits at number three. Mashani Renegade goes around tomorrow at four. Sun Source tomorrow at five. Platinum Jubilee and Empire of Japan sit at six and seven. Did you see that race last week, Gibbo, in Sydney? Uh, yeah, I did. Yes, I did, actually. What do you think? What do you make of it? I'm leaning away from it. There's one I've been keen on for a while in the two-year-olds. Okay, I'll get to that in a minute. Sovereign Fun <laughs> sits at number nine. We'll see him uh, tomorrow. And Skirt the Law sits at number 10. Now, she's Tony Gollins, Philly, two from two. I think she's the best of the best of what we've seen up here, clearly. And she came out and she did win a trial at the Gold Coast yesterday. There was four two-year-old trials at the Gold Coast yesterday. She won hers uh, under a hold and she ran the quickest time. All right, give up. I need to know. Is it Skirt the Law? No, I do. I'm actually, I do like her as, as well. I think she goes particularly well, and I agree with you. I think she's possibly the best we've seen. Um, Empress of Wonder. Yeah, okay. I've, yep. uh, I've loved everything about her. I'm just not sure what they're doing um, with her and Next what week? way they're going to get there. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking maybe they don't want to run again. So, I don't know. It was a, just that horrible ride last time. Could be costly, but um, I just think she's the best we've seen. I think if she was to just draw a gate and be able to sit midfield, I'd, I honestly think she's a... A great bet if, if that can happen, but obviously there's a lot to go, you know, and uh, the barrier draw is very important, but yeah, around $11 at the moment. I've already had something on, and I'll go again if she can draw a gate on the on the big day. Well, of course, she was so good at Eagle Farm a few weeks ago. As you said, she was right out the back, and basically no chance, but she, gee, she made it close on the line. She sits at number 15 as we speak. Uh, so she's in the mm. field at the moment, but by the skin of her teeth, there's a couple there uh, right uh, behind her, who will be trying to force a way, a way in over the next couple of weeks. So yeah, you think mm. at sitting at fifteen, you'd, you'd probably have to have another run, wouldn't you? Mm, yes, and it's never ideal if you think. I'm thinking they, you know, obviously don't want to if they don't have to, if they haven't run yet, because there's been many suitable races since. Um, mm. Mm. It's the only little query, but we I shall see. Very, I think she's very good. Alrighty, the top 10 in the uh, the three-year-old Guineas, Revolutionary Miss for the Snowden sits at one, Tijuana two, Stroll three, who goes around tomorrow, Vienna Princess at four, Tyresa at five, uh, King's Consort at six, Russian Conquest seven, Snitcat eight, Soothsayer nine, Hell I Am at 10. Uh, looking at some others, Spiritualized at 13, I wouldn't think would be running, but we'll speak to Tony Golden to see what happened with Spiritualized a couple of weeks ago. Later in the show, Yellow Brick sits, sits at 14, a horse that I'll be talking a little bit about later on in the show. Uh, Steady Ready sits at 19. Of course, Yellow Brick and Steady Ready go around in the King of the Mountain tomorrow night at Toowoomba. Gaza Blanca for Murray Eustace sits at 22. Looks a good thing in Sydney tomorrow, so that'll probably jump up the order as well. So a lot of water to go under the bridge between now and uh, two weeks and one day's time, Gibbo. Now, just racing coming up over the long weekend in Queensland. We race at... 
uh, Aquispo Desert tomorrow. We race at Doomman tomorrow. Of course, the, all those feature races at Doomman tomorrow. Magic Millions Shootout, race five. The Magic Millions Vaux Rogue, race six. The Magic Millions The Buffering, race seven. And the Magic Millions Nudgy Stakes, race eight. And we have a mouthwatering clash uh, in race two, Sun Source and Sovereign Fund. And you and I will be going through all of those races uh, towards the end of the show. We race at Toowoomba, of course, for the King of the Mountain. We race at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday, Cairns on Monday, and there is a country meeting at Taroom. Is that how you pronounce that? Taroom on uh, Saturday, tomorrow afternoon. That's a non-tab meeting. So plenty of racing around the state this weekend. Not quite as much as usual, but uh, certainly plenty there to keep us busy. Put on the red light and Finn Scale is back near the inside but Alencia has quickly taken over and kicked away here. Put on the red light down the outside. Jimmy's Dream further back to Millie Renze but well clear as Alencia. Five lengths in front from Jimmy's Dream and put on the red light. Very very promising filly Alencia. Alencia's one, second Jimmy's Dream third. Alencia winning at Eagle Farm on Wednesday Gibbo. Uh, we're going to chat to Jimmy Allman in just a moment but uh, gee this filly looks very very impressive. Oh, you couldn't have been more impressed with the debut win. And then, mm. you know, I, I think we're all sort of waiting to see, can it happen again? Or, well, she's run the best last 200 um, of the meeting. <laughs> and she's run close to a second quicker than Avalante in the other race over that trip for the day. So, I mean, not only she backed it up, she looks very, very good. We can get excited, but um, she's one that, that's got me a bit excited, Chris, for sure. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And look, uh, we caught up with Jimmy Orman this morning because, of course, right now as we go to air, uh, he's riding at uh, Ipswich. So we couldn't catch him then. So we caught him this morning, and there's no better man to tell us how good Alencia is than Jimmy Orman. Jimmy, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, thanks for coming on. Now, how, what sort of a feel does she give you? Because for us watching in the stands and at home and on TV, she's very, very exciting. Yeah, she is. She's very exciting. Um she gives you a good feel, and um, yeah, she's definitely going places. That's for sure. Um, yeah, no, she's exciting. Did Did you ride her in the trial at uh, her previous trials? Yeah, I did. I rode her in a trial at Bow Desert, um, and then um, they had two horses clashing: Shara of Goma and mm. her. And um, I've, I've trialed them both on the same day. And Shah of Gomer won the trial very won its trial very impressively as well. But I, I actually didn't pick between the two when they raced on debut. I just sort of let, left it up to um, Chris and his team. And um, yeah, I, I was on the wrong one, but that's okay. We got back on Olympia, and um, and she won well. It's um, it's interesting because I mean I remember looking at those trials and thinking to myself, well, Olympia looks okay, but Shah of Gomer looks a lot better and. I think most people thought that because uh, Alentia was was a drifter. I think it was a $9, $9.50 chance uh, on debut. So not a lot of us were expecting that turn of foot. Yeah, well, look, I, to be honest with you, I thought there was there was not a lot between them. I thought they were both pretty, um, both pretty good. Um, but, yeah, Shara of Gomer obviously just trials really good too, but... Um, yeah, I, I wasn't expecting her to go that well, but um, that's all right. We know she goes well now. That's the main thing. Good luck getting Jimmy off it now, Chris. <laughs> no chance in the world will he be jumping off. <laughs> I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't either. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll try and, try and stick with that one if I can. Actually, another horse I just wanted to touch on, Chris. I know I haven't asked you about this, but um, 
Kovalika, can you just give us a quick mm. um, quick rundown there, Jimmy? Another one that looks exciting and seems to do everything right, but potentially could be even better again next time in. Yeah, Kovalika is just a lovely horse. Um, it, yeah, you're right. He does everything right. He just lobs out. You can put him wherever you want from a good gate. I was right behind the leaders from the outside alley the other day. I had to drag him right back. Um, but, yeah, he's a horse that, you know, it doesn't really matter... You know, they're the horses you want to ride in those staying races where it's just where you're drawn and sort of where you want to be, where you sort of where you can be, get into with some cover, or if you've got to go back a bit more, it doesn't really matter because he's got the turn of foot. But yeah, he's a really nice up and coming uh, stayer, that's for sure. And he heads towards uh, well, at this stage, you'd be crazy not to, of course, head towards at least the uh, the Queensland Derby or the uh, the ATC Derby next year. Yeah, as far as I know, he's. Um, I was talking to the guys on Monday and they said he's uh, having a spell now. So, um, yeah, he's um, a horse that I can't wait to see him come back and he's exciting, that's for sure. Uh, one other question before I let you take over, Chris. Um, Jimmy, I'm not sure if anyone's asked. Notice the uh, riding down in Sydney Boxing Day. Is there a little story behind that or am I uh, just reading into it? <laughs> yeah, no, there is a story behind it. Um, uh, ben Mellon, uh, I believe he got injured on... Um, uh, Christmas Eve and um, they basically, I got a phone call on coming home for the races on Saturday and they just said would you be interested in coming and coming and riding um, five of our horses and I said uh, yes straight away pretty well because they all had weight and um, then I sort of chased up and picked up Peter and Paul Snowden's horse as well so yeah that's sort of how the story unfolded there was, had six rides there, unfortunately couldn't get a winner but was in the placings and wasn't far away but yeah, I'd, I'd jump at the opportunity any time I tend to ride down there because I love it. And, um, yeah, it was a good experience. Yeah, I think there'll be plenty of opportunities going forward. Just uh, in eyes towards the Magic Millions uh, in a couple of weeks' time, are you locked in for any particular ride for the two-year-old and three-year-old at this stage? Uh, no, not at this stage. But, um, yeah, we've got to, got to see how... Um, I think our horse, Cry say or just needs a little bit more prize money, so... I believe he's having one more run, and um, obviously there's uh, Mashani Renegade, and um, yeah, I think um, it's an open race, but there's just a couple there need a little bit more money to get in. Try say, all just needs a touch more to get in, but yeah, I he think he's going to be a very good chance. He sits at number seventeen at the moment in the uh, in the order as we speak. So yeah, you're right. He's going to need to, going to need to have to run uh, next week. Now, uh, just one other I was going to ask you about before we got to uh, tomorrow's feature rides. You rode one at the Sunshine Coast last Friday night, a horse that hadn't been able to win, but he finally broke through, Northern Pride in the Maiden. Just, you rode him back in the field very patiently. I thought it was a terrific ride, but he really let down, didn't he? I don't know that he beat a lot, but he looked good. Yeah, he did. Um, It's funny, I was talking to Tony, give me a ring on the way up, and he said, what do you reckon? I said, oh, look bad race i think we just roll forward and just take luck out of it and he said no i think we should ride i think we should ride him quiet and um to be honest with you when i was looking at his replays i thought that's probably what he wanted as well um and so i just said yeah look i'm happy to do that i reckon that's a good idea as well so well we our plan actually wasn't to be that far back but when you're drawn out wide you sort of dictated there but i was happy to do that with the rail true it doesn't really you know you can come from back there but um i must admit i was a little bit worried with 600 to go when they went so slow, but um, I knew I knew I was on the right horse to pick him up. Ridden 
was riding in the quiet, and that gave him his chance to actually hit the line good. And uh, it was a good, good idea by Tony to just ride him quiet and let him hit the line. All right, now tomorrow at Doomben, you've got a good book of rides as usual. You mentioned Mashani Renegade. He goes up against uh, these other smart two year olds. Yeah, he's done nothing wrong, that's for sure. He's three from three. Yeah, he's a lovely big horse. Lesson's done a good job with him. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see we're gonna see what he's made of on Saturday, that's for sure. So uh, we'll get a good idea. Obviously, only four in the race, but um, yeah, this is gonna give us a good idea on where we stand. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. He usually sits off the speed, so I'd say we'll probably just sit off off the thing of Tommy Buttons and um, and Sovereign Fund and track them everywhere we go, and hopefully we coming over the top of them. Do you um, enjoy riding in races with horses such as you know three and four runners? Oh, I don't mind it. It's very tactical, that's for sure. Um, mm. But sometimes more the tactics than the race, more than the best horse. But uh, they're always usually very slowly run races. That's just what annoys me a little bit. But, um, if yeah, it's got to be tactical, I suppose. It comes down to tactics in the end. But um, this is a four-horse race, and my horse hasn't got a lot of speed early, so I'm just going to be dictated to a little bit on the, by the speed of the race. But hopefully it's generally run, and uh, I can put him in the race at the right time. Chris, that's a stupid question. There's only three or four in it. You're more chance of getting a check. Of course he likes it. <laughs> I, just, I, I, I just thought I, I agree with what Jimmy said. It, it is technical. I mean, it's just you're dictated to sometimes. Sorry, technical. I mean, tactical. You're dictated to sometimes. I just wonder sometimes whether it would be more difficult riding in a, in a small, really small field than it would be in a, a field of 10 or 12 or more. But, yeah, it probably was a stupid question. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it is, that's for sure. And how often do you see the outsider win in a in a small oh, field? More often than not. <laughs> more often than not. Yeah. More often than not. Yeah. Uh, Antino goes around in race three. Exciting horse. Uh, I thought the run last start uh, was very, very good. Had to do that work early on and uh, probably worked for the first three or 400 metres of the race and then was taken on when he found the front. And you got him clear in the straight, but he was a sitting shot late. Looking at the breeding, 1,600 metres is perfect for him. And this looks very winnable, doesn't it? Short price. Yeah, very winnable. Um, yeah, like you said, he. yeah, it's just such a shame that he couldn't hold on the other day. He deserved to, but um, Eagle Farm, it's very testing. And when you've got to do that work early, it, it's hard to hold on. But, yeah, look, it's a shame that he didn't win, but they've got to get beat sooner or later when they keep winning them. But um, I see him winning Saturday and uh, he's drawn a little bit outwards but he's a really good horse, he's a lovely horse his work was great on Tuesday I'd say he'll just roll across and take up the speed somewhere maybe sit off the leader um, but we'll be right there and uh, hopefully he's too good Alright Giver, you want to ask about any others? You want to ask about no, any I others? Just, no, I, just, I, just, I, do, I do like that Antino he just, he's, he's, got that, he's got that perfect on speed style, like it would be good to get a sit one day. I sort of would have gone the thirteen fifty, but I understand why he's like the mile with him. But um, he looks good. One thing I did want to ask Jimmy, Jimmy, obviously you've always been one of our better riders up here. But is there something that you've changed in the last sort of eighteen months? Um, is it like fitness wise or anything like that that you've done different? Because as I said, you've gone from a, a top ten rider to nothing against the other riders, but you're clearly the best up here at the moment. Um, is, is there something that you've done that you can put your finger on? 
Not really. Um, I don't know. Maybe I've just matured as a rider. Uh, riding for the better stables probably helps. Riding the better horses, I, it makes it a lot easier when you're on the better horses. I can't um, can't argue that. It's not like I'm trying to get up. Like you put me on a thirty dollars shot, I probably get. I probably won't be able to get to that. But um, when you're riding horses, Chris Waller and Tony Gollan and Heathcote and and Sweeter and those, you know, they're all nice horses and. Yeah, it makes it easier when, you know, if you're on a dollar eighty pop, a lot of the time in the races, I'm just looking to try and keep them out of trouble and just, you know, try and just follow the right horse and give them a chance to win. And if I can give them the chance to win, usually they, they can. But, um, yeah, that might be the only thing I've changed. Instead of riding for luck, maybe just on those better horses, I've just been trying to um, take luck out of the equation a little bit. And, um, yeah, it's been working. So to keep going that's the hard part keep it um keep the winners coming <laughs> jimmy thanks for your time you've had a fantastic year and you've been great with us all year as you have been for a long time always very approachable to you and your family happy new year many many more winners to come 2023 yeah let's hope so thanks thanks for having me on guys appreciate it good luck mate. pleasure thanks jimmy Gibbo, tomorrow night, of course, is the king of the mountain at uh, Toowoomba, the first running of the $750,000 slot race. And I know that you have done all the form, and I do know, I'm not saying that to be clever. I know you've done the form for Toowoomba. Did you like one in the king of the mountain? Holy, Chris. Um, Isn't it hard, these races, where they they come from all the different form lines. Like usually yes. over carnivals, you know, they're all racing around in the same group races and you can, you know, which one's going to get the most improvement. But gee, this is, um, I think for that reason, it will probably be a really good betting affair. I think people will take so many different angles at it. Oh, I've just, I've just looked at it and gone with a couple, I think a very smart sort of with the upside who could sort of uh, put in a ripper. And that's Alpine Edge and Yellow Brick. Um, I love the fact Yellow Bricks won three in a row. Little query the fact that, you know, it's had a brilliant prep and got out to 1,600. And then the freshen up. Look, the trial was really good. I think the freshen up's beautiful, but is it an afterthought? Possibly. But I just think it's one of those horses with a massive amount of upside, and I think he's a very nice horse. And um, Alpine Edge was, was excellent fresh, just over the unsuitable 1,000, best last 200 of the race. Just the wide gate on this track, does he handle it? That's the little question, but I think he's a very good horse. I think he's sort of a group horse in the making, Alpine Edge. So they're the two I'm leaning towards. How did you see it? Well, I take on board what you say about uh, so many different form lines and all sorts of things, and it makes it very hard. So in that case, I'm throwing all the barriers and a lot of it out the window and just going on the horse that I think is the best horse in the race. And that is Yellow Brick. So I'm with you. I'm just looking for some luck. I mean, everything he's done has been that of a horse that's well above average. And his trial recently where he won, that was a good trial. He was under no pressure whatsoever late in that trial. He could be one right out of the box, this bloke, Yellow Brick. Uh, I know he's drawn horribly. We'll get a few come out, so he'll come in somewhat. But he's still going to be drawn the outside of the field or near enough to it. But you know what, Gibbo? Good horses can overcome obstacles, and he might just be a really good horse. Yeah, agree. Agree. All right. And we're both on the same yeah, page. Yeah, it's Count the Beans, um, Boom Court, Soothsayer, the horses that he's been, yeah. been, been beating. They're, they're no duffers.
No, not at all. Well, that's good. Okay, well, we are on. Yellow Brick, race six, number nine, the King of the Mountain tomorrow night. Give it strength, give out. We'll go for a break. When we come back from the break, we'll chat to Tony Dog. This is The Punters, mate, on SEN. Welcome back to The Punters, mate, on Friday, the 30th of December, 2022. We'll be hitting 2023 very shortly, but before we do, we've got a big meeting at Doombin uh, tomorrow afternoon, and one man who's got a really good hand there, as he always does, is Tony Gollan, our leading trainer. Tony, uh, good afternoon to you. Yeah, good afternoon, guys. Uh, now, Gibbo, did you have... No, I had a question for Tony first. Skirt the law, Tony. Gold Coast yesterday, uh, that last trial, she ran the quickest time of all four heats. She did it easily. You happy with that? You surely would be. Yeah, very happy. She did everything pretty right there yesterday. She bounced well. We're, we knew that, uh, obviously, with the debutante race coming up, there'd be quite a few two-year-olds in a, in a bit of a hurry in those trials. So it gives us a chance to be able to just sit her in behind a couple and come out and just sort of blow the cobwebs out, really. And that's, that's all Ryan done enough. And she did execute everything really well and showed that other string to a bow that I, I kind of always knew she had, you know, be able to take that trail. Uh, I reckon you've kept a little bit of a lid on this, Tony. I'm, I think she's been really, really good. She does everything right. There's been a lot of talk about other horses, but she's, well, I wouldn't say she's gone under the radar, but, you know, she hasn't got that much of a mention. I think she's clearly the best. I think Chris agrees that we've seen in Queensland. Um, yep. And she looks to be... On the way up, are you uh, are you keeping a lid on it, or are you going to actually let us know how good she is? <laughs> Mate, she's always been a bit unheralded. I mean, she ran into a really really short one with a big wrap on it, fresh up of, of Heathcote, and she she put them away quite easy that day. And she was more dominant than her next run on that three week turnaround. She's done really well. She ran comparable times to the older horses when she raced. So I, I think she's quite a smart two year old. Just sort of had to map out a plan then to get her to the millions and. This was the route that I've chosen. I've been kind of happy going under the radar with her. Um, <laughs> I'm sure things will build, you know, as we get closer to that, to the meeting. I plan on running her next week in the Phillies race, uh, and then backing her up into the race. It's been a very successful formula. I'm with some good two-year-old fillies over the years, and I'm, I'm probably not going to try and fix something that isn't broken, so we're going to follow that same route. Now, Gibbo will probably agree with me here. He might not, but, I mean... Horses, some horses just tend to grab your attention when they move. They just seem to move effortlessly or they just seem to slide along. And She just seems to be one of those horses that has a really good action. Uh, is, is she any different to other horses you've got? Am I just seeing things there, Tony? Or She just seems to travel really well. Yeah, she's, she's got a really good action about her. She, she does move well, like you said. She's a really strong filly. Um, she's got a good bit of strength in there. She's built like a two-year-old colt more than a two-year-old filly. She, she's not that feminine. She, she, she's got more male characteristics and dominance about her. And she's, a, she's just a really nice filly to handle. She'd come home and ate well after the trials yesterday and does everything you want. So she's a push-button racehorse at the moment. She's done everything I'd ask of her. And she does She does do things quite easily. She pulls up well. She's a, she's a bit of a chubber there yesterday. She needed that little blowout. And I haven't got to do a whole lot with her now. Just took her over during the week and she's basically got two races to go and hopefully she keeps the copybook the way it is. All right. Yeah. Just before we get to tomorrow's runners, uh, a few that have uh, probably gone for a break. Golden Boom. Uh, he's gone for a break, obviously. Yeah, he has. I mean, it was pretty tough watching him get defeated 
the other day, oh. should have went to the paddock. I feel, you know, with, with an unblemished record, it's unfortunately been blemished. But, but these things happen. That's racing. You know, it is what it is. But he, he's going to be he's a very exciting horse for the year 2023. Can save. That's one thing I am sure of. His horse, but he gets you out of bed. You meet the you, you beat the alarm up when he's in work. That's for sure. So he's gone for a break now. He's going to have a nice spell, and he'll come back in the winter with a winter carnival preparation in mind for him, and then. You'll possibly see him away somewhere in the spring, is my mindset. Now, Spiritualized went around obviously in the same race and pulled up with some issues. Uh, what's the story with him? Is he okay? Yeah, we actually didn't pull up with any issues. It's probably the most the main problem. He, oh. he pulled up really well. And um, I, the only thing I can put it down to is that he choked down in the run. He was going very aggressive outside um, Tony Sears' horse. And then when Golden Boom come around three wide, it just magnified that issue that, it was, that he already had. He was just too competitive sitting outside league, which had been a flaw in his, in his makeup. to be honest. That horse is a very competitive horse, and he just wants to overdo it when he's outside lead. And that, that's what it transpired that day. So all we can put it down to is that he choked down. Um, he never made a noise post-race. We scoped him. He was totally clean of, of mucus and blood, and he's trotted up beautifully in sound, and I haven't missed a beat with him since. So he'll head back to the jump out to Dooman on Tuesday, head to the Gold Coast next Saturday, in either the Rising Stars 1300 or the three-year-old Cutest 1200 with a view to possibly backing up on Magic Means Day in, in one of three races. Yeah, well, he's sitting at 13 in order for the uh, the three-year-old Guineas, so that's a possibility. Yeah, we'll just see. I'm just not sure about the 1400 with him yet. i just got to just got to make sure he relaxes and does things right. I think he's either got to be in front of them or he's got to be tucked in with cover behind them. There's no happy medium. When he's outside them with, with nothing in front of him and a horse to his inside, he's just too aggressive. So we've got to be a little bit smarter the way we ride him and, and the, way, the, way, the way we manage him going forward. But he, he's a really nice cult spiritualised, but unfortunately you just saw him you know, certainly block that, that competitive spirit, what we've seen of him. We've seen him block that at Eagle Farm the other day. All right, and at the risk of being called a broken record, what's happened to Bazique, Tony? Gone out for another break? Yeah, I got her back in. I just it was on a reasonably quick turnaround off um, off the winter and the summer tracks, you know, with firm ground, et cetera, et cetera. She's always had a little bit of knee trouble. She injured a knee before, just uh, basically she got broken in. Um, I just wasn't comfortable with her. I want to give her an extended spell. She's back in work now in free training. She looks really good and she'll be up for an autumn winter preparation. So she'll get a long time to come come to hand and you'll see a really nice filly. She's not a filly I'm worried about, but she's not a filly that's going to have 30 or 40 starts. You know, she'll have to be managed well throughout her career and if we can do that, she's a quality quality three-year-old to come back into the stable. All right, we're going to move on to Saturday. Chris is going to take it over here and ask the first questions, but uh, I love the way you play some, Tony. I think you're, you're placing better than anyone up here, possibly in the land, uh, and I'm probably going to get egg on my face because I had Shematon on top in the first. I had Antino and Morrill in the 1350, <laughs> so we can, Chris will run over them as we get to them. Take it away, Chris. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, Antino now goes around, Tony, in race number three. Terrific last start. Did a lot of work. We just had Jimmy Orman on the show earlier. Uh, did that work early on, then eventually, then eventually uh, found the front and was uh, pressured in the lead and was a sitting shot. I thought did a terrific job. 1,600 metres tomorrow. Breeding suggests that won't be a problem. Should uh, win that race yeah. and win it pretty clearly. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Gibbo there. I, I was really torn, to be, to be honest, with way I was going to go. I, I, drew, I drew ordinary in both. I know the 1350 starts a lot more forgiving than the mile start, and I was down a few kilos in weight. I, I don't know if the mile was any better race, however, than the 1350. Maybe even a fraction softer option, I thought. Um, and I've really been keen to get into the mile. I just think it opens up quite a few more doors. For the winter, I really think he's a winner carnival 
you know, aspiration this was. Whether I can get to a good race like the Stradbroke now after missing the gateway, I'm not sure, but he, he's a really talented horse. Um, the mile's going to tell me how much further I can get with him. His pedigree suggests that he's he's certainly out to 2,000 metres. So and he's, he's, the whole way the horse carries himself, the way he relaxes, etc. So I was keen to try him at the mile. The barrier hasn't helped me. It was just a gut feeling to go to the mile, to be honest, and I'm going to tell you tomorrow if I've gone the right way or the wrong way. Yeah, I think I think well, you had to split him, didn't you? Because they probably win both races. And just on Ayahuasca, how do we say? How do we pronounce that? Ayahuasca, I think it's named after a flower. Of Ayahuasca, some sort or something. I, I, yeah, I think it's Ayahuasca. I think so. Look, I'm not totally sure. Stuart Hume named it. He's a, he's a terrific bloke. He, he bred this 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 mare and and named her in race, and he's got a certain reason behind the naming of it. Some some flower, I believe. Uh, she was good though, wasn't she? She um, just the, the only thing I've seen is that you know, she can be a bit slow out, but she like she did muster and she was you know it was a dominant win when you think she pushed forward and and did that last time. Is gate for a blessing? Where where do you land with her here? Do you think? Oh look, I, I know that what you're saying. She's been slow out in Melbourne. She used to had some barrier antics and etc. And just wasn't getting away at all. And then getting really hitting the line, showing that she's got a good ability, obviously. Um, I, I can't say that. The whole time I've had her, she's just pinged the lids and put herself into a position to jump out trials. And I had her a lot closer the other day than what anyone else did, I think, just on what I've seen of her. And I felt that if we could be sort of forward of midfield and just try and, try and get in somewhere, well, Ryan couldn't get in, so you had to let her just roll around. Didn't ask her to be there. And I think she raced really well for a horse racing completely out of the pattern that she's used to. I think off this low draw, I think it's a blessing. We're just going to lob on the back of the speed. You know, Jamie Carr, she's got beautiful hands and great balance on horses. And I'm sure the filly will begin exactly the same for her. She'll jump well and the speed will come round. She'll just trail the speed and goes down in weight. And I know, We know she's up to that city class. I think she's very well placed. Uh, in race six, the Vaux Rogue, you've got Counter Beans. You've got Counter Beans and you've got Greylander. Greylander comes off a, a maiden win. We'll, we'll concentrate on Counter Beans. God, he's been really good, and he hasn't had a lot of luck either. Uh, hopefully tomorrow's his day. 13.50 looks perfect for him. Yeah, I love these fish showers around Brisbane on Friday as well. I wish there was a few more coming. He's a, he's a superior wet tracker. But the low draw, you know, world's best jockey on, all that sort of stuff. It August August well. Um, he's going to be yeah. buried away in the fence there behind them with a bit of cover, just minding his business. You know, we've really worked this horse out now. He's in a good system with us, and the blinkers tongue tie is the key gear for him. The patient rides are the key to him. Off one alley, he might even be second pair here, depending on how quick they want to go. If worse, he's third pair, and no one's better at riding him through a race. And you know, picking the right gaps at the right time is, is McDonald. And when this horse gets him, he'll run right through them. So he's very fit and well, this horse. I couldn't have him much better. And he's had a really good preparation into this. He had a soft trial at Doom and the other week just to keep kicking him over. I'm very, very happy with him. Gibbo, there's a few people yeah, running not, around tipping I'm, Stroll in this race. I can't see Stroll matching it with uh, with uh, Counter Beans at all. You? Uh, no, look, I, I got no knock on Stroll. I think it's you know a decent horse. I, do, I just think J Max not thirteen fifty oh, and the gate. And yeah, I just think you want to change your luck. You put J Mac on, and I think that'll be the difference. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm going over the, the run the winner the other day. What yeah, was that? yeah, no, I agree. I want it. The... He thought it was as good as the Sorry, winner the other day, and I agree. I, yeah, I'm I agree. Couldn't agree more. Nudgy. Jumping over the nudgy, and I'm not being rude, Tony's jumping away from Sneaky Five, but gee, I tell you what, Salatine, as much as she's been a little frustration for me this prep, it's 
It's time. I think she likes his track. You're talking about the odd shower for Count the Beans. Gee, if she can, if she can sit midfield from the gate and just have a pinch of luck, I can't believe that she can be $15 and the favourite 350 There's very little between them in any of their form from last prep. I just... Is this is this the race she can stand up this prep? Absolutely. Um, I think things have been against her a little bit this prep. She ran into that you know very firm track fresh up when they broke the track record, and she probably wasn't fully fit and ready then. Obviously, we went to the Gold Coast. We got another really really hard track down there, and I think Jimmy just heard a touch onto that day. She was on the back of the winner. He elected to stay under in the inferior ground rather than come out. And she was actually a hit with the run. And then Eagle Farm, she drew poorly the other day. And we know it's not her favourite track, particularly in summertime. So I think we get back to a, a nice boom in summer track, which we know she's good at. A few showers around to have a little bit of juice in it tomorrow, which is what we want. She's finally drawn a barrier to be able to, to be able to map where you want her to map, which is you know midfield or just forward of midfield. And I, I think she's due for that change. Like, oh, absolutely. I, I have her on top of Sneaky 5 in the race. Actually, I have my own pair. Um, I think the gate makes it really tricky for Sneaky 5, and then she's absolutely airborne as well. So both horses are in great shape, but... I certainly agree with you. I think it's time for Salatine. If she can't do it tomorrow, I'll really start to scratch my head. All right. Now, before we let you go, Tony, tomorrow night, of course, we have the uh, inaugural running of the King of the Mountain at uh, Clifford Park in Toowoomba. You've got Mass Destruction engaged, uh, drawn a horrible gate. Any plans? Just go back and hope for luck, I suppose. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, we were just put the winkers on him, just keep him travelling a bit better mid-race. He was just running a few feet. Thousand the other day, he didn't really good shake. He's crying out for the 1200. It's always been the plan. We know he can get around the, the Strathair track. I just need Kyle to give me a, another TikTok queen sort of ride, don't I? You know, just sort of go back and second half of the field and travel and, and really hit the line. I think he's weighted really well in the race. I really like him, to be honest, the way the horse is going. I know he can handle it with the park. So I'm not giving up hope from the wide draw. I would, I would prefer to have drawn. Yeah, probably in the middle of them rather than out on the fringes, but that's it is what it is. You see, Wheatwood's winning win from everywhere, and King of the Mountain will probably be very similar. Tony, thanks for your time this afternoon uh, to you and your family. Have a happy new year. We'll catch up with you again in 2023. Yeah, thanks, guys. Enjoy your new year as well. It's been a pleasure working with you all this year, and I can't wait for next year. Tony Gollan joining us there, as he regularly does. On the Gold Coast, in the sunshine, a holiday paradise. Now, Gibbo, I know you've been on the show right from right from the get-go today, but I still couldn't get... I couldn't get through the whole hour without playing that. <laughs> no, that's fine. If you just, As long as the camera's not on me dancing up on my tippy toes with the arms out like a ballerina, <laughs> that's fine. As long as no one else can see that. God, I'd like to see that. I really would like to see that. <laughs> no, yeah, you, well, no, you do not. <laughs> in a tutu. <laughs> now, uh, because we've waffled on so long uh, today, we've only got about five or six minutes to look over some of these races at Doom. Tomorrow, we've uh, touched on the big one at Toowoomba. So let's just do the quaddy legs and see where that takes us time-wise. Uh, race number six is the Magic Millions Vaux Rogue Plate, 1350 metres. And I think we know what we're going to tip here. I'll let you take the floor. Yep. Yeah, I just think, like, uh, as we've mentioned before, Count the Beans is, has been so good all prep. It's just must be a real fr- frustration for trainer and owners. And he's been very good and for one reason or another just ends up in a bad spot or nothing has gone right. But he was outstanding late last time. Um, J-Mac goes on. I just, J-Mac's going on and just 
he's two lengths better than anyone else in in Australia. It's 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 unbelievable how good he is, and um, I just think you change your luck by putting him on. I think you'll give him a peach, and yeah, I think he's a better horse than him. I think it's probably Stroll's the next best, and then you know Storm the Fortress is hard to knock three from three. Every time he gets asked a question, he steps up, and and that's a sign of a good horse. But uh, count the beans for me, Chris. Yeah, I'm with you. I think today's or tomorrow's the day for Counter Beans. Thirteen fifty, Gate One, J Mac. Uh, I tell you, I've, this one from New South Wales, Ponker. I've watched a couple of the videos. The last two videos, winning a maiden at uh, Gosford in a Class One at Wyong. Tell you what, she's got to turn a foot. This one, uh, she's not without a chance of running a place here at a big price. So, throw number eight, Ponker, Ponker from the uh, Freedman Stable into your uh, exotics. That's number eight. But I'm clearly with number four. Count De Bean, second leg of the quaddy is the race seven, the Magic Millions, the buffering over 13.50 metres. Gibbo, I saw this as a two-horse race. You called it and brigantine. Uh, yeah, and I'm with you too. I think Ruben Moss is absolutely flying, but I just think from 11, uh, it's just going to probably spot those two too big of a start. Um, look, I'm, I'm leaning brigantine slightly just because, again, J-Mac on. Um, had the three runs mm. back from a long layoff, has shown really good potential, probably box seat, so it's tick, 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 tick. Hard to knock. Um, you called it, has come from sort of nowhere. It really reminds me, horse I used to have a little share in care to think, won this race um, before winning Millions Day. And, and gee, this horse reminds me a bit of him. Just got the picket fence going into it, and it was a career best last start. It, he blew away a decent field coming off a couple of like narrow victories. He's just gone to another level. Um, it's just Brigantine for me simply because I think you know where he's going to sit. You know J-Mac's going to give him a peach. Malian's got a bit to do from gate nine on you called it. And, you know, they won't be letting him in easily. But, gee, he's flying, you called it. Um, eight just on top from four for me. Yeah, I, look, you've summed it up perfectly. The four is flying, but the eight might just have the class edge, gets the gate and gets, uh, and gets J-Mac. So I'm with you there. Same again, eight to beat four. Uh, race number eight on the card is the Magic Millions Nudgy Stakes, 1,200 metres. On with Juan Diva here. I just think the 1,300 was, was the thing that caught her out last time. She was only run down the last 20 metres or so, but uh, back to 1,200 metres, uh, she draws okay. She'll get a good run, and she's down a little in the weights, obviously. Yeah, she's exactly what we said about the other one. You're right, tick, 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 tick. Uh, you know, the, she was no, yep. no weakness in her last two. Lots of people sort of say, oh, you know, it's been... But, 1300 was just too far. She was very brave. She was very good before that. She probably sits third pair here with cover where some of the main chances are going to be sticky spots. I think she's clearly the one they have to beat. Um, Nash Marty, gee, I'm a sicko on this horse. I love her, but she might just want to be a mum now. I don't know. This is where we find out. She had excuses first up. She was horrible second up. Um, We find out here her best can win it. Uh, And Salatine's the one that... I think it's way over the odds at $15. Yes, she's been a little frustrating, but the splits have been good. And as Tony pointed out, just, you know, hard, firm track. She finally gets a track that suits and a gate. So, I mean, she's over the odds. Um, and Kiku. <laughs> Kiku's just a class horse. 107 Raider, um, 58 and a half suits her. Her grand final will obviously be Millions Day. So this will be a top-up, but she's still good enough to win. But probably Wine Diver and Salatina, I'll probably back them both, to be honest. Yeah, I am, uh, as I said, on with uh, with one diva. I think, and bounce back here for Jimmy Orman. And the last race is the Magic Millions Class 6 Handicap, 1,200 metres. Gee, I found this tough. I really did. I just couldn't find confidence in anything, really. Uh, what about you? 
Yeah, I like Rainbow Connection. Um, no knock on direct. It's won three in a row and really starting to look like a nice horse. But Rainbow Connection had been good twice in Sydney, just narrow defeats, but but brave enough. And then was a nice winner at Eagle Farm before that. Got to the 1,400 in the listed um, listed race last time behind you called it, who we said was airborne. It put a gap in them that day. And Rainbow Connection went over the Rhine line with Ruber Moss and those that are going around in the feature again today. Um, I think that's outs- outstanding form, dropping back to a more suitable trip. I-, I think it finds a great race, Rainbow Connection, around $6. Um, I think it's probably the best value for the day. So Rainbow Connection goes on top, um, respecting direct. Um, and I think Tillyanna, I'm still not completely sold on her this prep, but I think she might have just needed the racing, those two back, car, gate two, Lightweight um, could be a sharp improver here with, without surprising. But, yeah, I like Rainbow Connection to finish the day. I've got Rainbow Connection in there. I've got Direct in there. I've got the big goodbye in there. Look, I think he'll improve, and he could be something to have each way in the last in a small way. But, uh, yeah, I found that very difficult, that last race. So just quickly before we go, Gibbo, race two is an intriguing race, the two-year-old race. We've got Sun Source. We've got Sovereign Fund, Mashani Renegade and Risky Investment. I think you can put a pen through Risky Investment. Maybe Mashani Renegade, which leaves us with uh, Sovereign Fund and Sun Source. How on earth do you split these? J-Mac? But then you've got Jay Carr on the other one. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? The J-Mac actually rode Sovereign Fund when it won yes. the, the millions at Wong. So, I mean, that's interesting. But Sun Source got back to last. It was a... I think it was a low sort of race at this stage in my mind that it won and it was a wet track. So it's got to come this way of going on a dry track. To me, there's a lot more questions about it than Sovereign Fun. So I think Sovereign Fun can sort of go to the front here. Uh, Car might try and steal a break. And I just think it's there's far less questions Sovereign Fun. So it goes on top for me um, from Sun, Sun Source. But uh, Machani Renegade for 1,200, oh, I think it's a bit of a tick too. So... It'll be interesting. I just think everything sort of favours Sovereign Fun. All right. Your best bet of the day tomorrow? Best bet of the day. You've put me on here, Chris. Um, gee, I think Count the Beans has to probably stand up and uh, be counted today. So, look, I'll go Count the Beans, but I do think there's a, you know, might be a bit of value about Rainbow Connection last. All right. I'm with you. Count the Beans, I think, will run well. I think Lime Soda will run well in race one, too, if they... If they all start and the pace is as hot as it looks on the map, Lime Soda might find itself in the right spot. So Lying race one number camp. twelve. They're yeah, they are. And this one, both runs have been good this prep. So each way number twelve maybe in the first Gibbo. Can't thank you enough for joining me this morning. You've done a terrific job, as I said. I can't thank you. I wish you and your family all the best for the new year. I'm sure we'll be catching up very, very shortly. <laughs> exactly right. I hope you have a good time, you and your family, and all the listeners. Have a uh, yes. have a safe New Year's, but have fun. Yeah, exactly. Stay safe. Have a great time. Happy New Year to everyone listening. We'll catch you same time next week. I'm good. Yeah, I'm feeling alright. Baby, I'm gonna have the best freaking night of my life.